Utilitarianism is Irrational or Self-Undermining By Michael S. T. Jules Summary Most moral impact estimates and cost-effectiveness analyses in the effective altruism community use differences in expected total welfare, but doing so generally is probably irrational based on arguments related to St. Petersburg games. 1. Based on a money-pump argument and other arguments used to defend the axioms of expected utility theory, maximizing the expected value of an unbounded utility function is irrational. As a special case, expectational total utilitarianism, that is maximizing the expected value of total welfare, is also irrational. 2. Two recent impossibility theorems also demonstrate the incompatibility of stochastic dominance, a widely accepted requirement for instrumental rationality, with impartiality and each of anteriority and separability. These last three principles are standard assumptions, or similarly defensible extensions thereof, used to support or prove utilitarianism. Taken together, utilitarianism is either irrational or the kinds of arguments used to support it in fact undermine it instead. I consider responses and respond in turn to them. Heading. Basic terminology. By utilitarianism, I include basically all views that are impartial and additive in deterministic fixed finite population cases. Some such views may not be vulnerable to all of the objections here, but they apply to most such views I've come across, including total utilitarianism. These problems also apply to non-consequentialists using utilitarian axiologies. To avoid confusion, I prefer the term welfare as what your moral social, impersonal preferences and therefore what your utility function should take into account. In other words, your utility function can be a function of individuals' welfare levels. A prospect is a probability distribution over outcomes, for example over heads or tails from a coin toss, over possible futures, etc. Heading. Motivation and outline. Many people in the effective altruism and rationality communities seem to be expectational total utilitarians, or give substantial weight to expectational total utilitarianism. They take their utility function to just be total welfare across space and time, and so aim to maximize the expected value of total welfare, total individual utility, here's a formula. However, total welfare, and differences in total welfare between prospects, may be unbounded, because the number of moral patients and their welfares may be unbounded. There are no 100% sure finite upper bounds on how many of them we could affect. The requirements of rationality should apply to choices involving such possibilities. Whether or not committed to expectational total utilitarianism, many in these communities also argue based on explicit estimates of differences in expected total welfare. Almost all impact and cost-effectiveness estimation in the communities is also done this way. These arguments and estimation procedures agree with and use expected total welfare, but if there are problems with expectational total utilitarianism in general, then there's a problem with the argument form and we should worry about specific judgments using it. And there are serious problems. This post is concerned with the implications of prospects with infinitely many possible outcomes and unbounded but finite value, not actual infinities, infinite populations or infinite ethics generally. The problems arise due to St. Petersburg-like prospects, and generalizations. Prospects with infinitely many possible outcomes, infinite, or undefined, expected utility, but finite utility in each possible outcome. The papers I focus on are 1. Jeffrey Sanford Russell and Yov Isaacs. Infinite Prospects Star. Philosophy and Phenomenological Research, Volume 103, Number 1, Wiley, 
July 2020, pages 178-98, Lincoln Text, Lincoln Text, 2, Goodsell, Zachary. A St. Petersburg Paradox for Risky Welfare Aggregation. Analysis, Volume 81, Number 3, Oxford University Press, May 2021, pages 420-26, Lincoln Text, Lincoln Text, 3, Jeffrey Sanford Russell. On Two Arguments for Fanaticism. Naus, Wiley Blackwell, June 2023, Lincoln Text, Lincoln Text, Lincoln Text. Respectively, they 1. Argue that unbounded utility functions, and generalizations, are irrational, or at least as irrational as violating independence or the sure thing principle, crucial principles for expected utility theory. 2. Prove that stochastic dominance, impartiality and anteriority are jointly inconsistent. 3. Prove that stochastic dominance, compensation, which implies impartiality, and separability are jointly inconsistent. Briefly, respecting stochastic dominance is among the least controversial proposed requirements of instrumental rationality. Impartiality, anteriority and separability are principles, or similarly motivated extensions thereof, used to support and even prove utilitarianism. I will explain these results, and along the way, argue based on them that all, or most standard, forms of utilitarianism are irrational, or the standard arguments used in defense of principles in support of utilitarianism actually extend to principles that undermine utilitarianism. Then, I consider some responses and respond to them. Heading. Unbounded utility functions are irrational. Expected utility maximization with an unbounded utility function is probably, instrumentally, irrational, because it recommends, in some hypothetical scenarios, choices leading to apparently irrational behavior. This includes foreseeable sure losses, a money pump, and paying to avoid information, among others, following from the violation of extensions of the independence axiom and sure thing principle, Russell and Isaacs, 2021, pages 3 to 5. The issue comes from St. Petersburg game-like prospects. Prospects with infinitely many possible outcomes, each of finite utility, but with overall infinite, or undefined, expected utility, as well as generalizations of such prospects. Such a prospect is, counterintuitively, better than each of its possible outcomes. Suppose you have an unbounded real-valued utility function, here's a formula, then it's unbounded above or below. Assume it's unbounded above, as a symmetric argument applies if it's only unbounded below. Then, being unbounded above implies that it takes some utility value, is a formula, and for each utility value, is a formula, there's some outcome, is a formula, such that, is a formula, then we can construct a countable sequence of outcomes, is a formula, with, is a formula, for each, is a formula, as follows. 1. Choose an outcome, x, subscript, 1, such that, here's a formula. 2. Choose an outcome, x, subscript, 2, such that, here's a formula. 3. 4. Choose an outcome, here's a formula, such that, here's a formula. 5. Define a prospect, here's a formula, as follows. With probability, here's a formula, then, here's a formula, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, is better than any prospect with finite expected utility. The original St. Petersburg game uses, is a formula, or, is a formula, coins, Peterson, 2023, but we need the utilities to scale exponentially, not the outcomes. St. Petersburg game-like prospects lead to violations of generalizations of the independence axiom and the sure thing principle, to prospects over infinitely, countably, many possible outcomes, Russell and Isaacs, 2021.
the corresponding standard finitary versions are foundational principles used to establish expected utility, representations of preferences in the von Neumann-Morgenstern utility theorem, von Neumann and Morgenstern, 1944, and Savage's theorem, Savage, 1972, respectively. The arguments for the countable generalizations are essentially the same as those for the standard finitary versions, Russell and Isaacs, 2021, and in the following subsection, I will illustrate with a money pump argument. So, if money pumps establish irrationality of violations of the standard finitary Shorthing principle, they should too for the countable version, and maximizing the expected value of an unbounded utility function is irrational. Subheading A money pump argument. Consider the following hypothetical situation, adapted from Russell and Isaacs, 2021, but with a genie instead. It's the same kind of money pump that would be used in support of the Shorthing principle and structurally nearly identical to the one to use to defend independence in Gustafsson, 2022. You are facing a prospect, is a formula, with infinite expected utility, but finite utility no matter what actually happens. Maybe, is a formula, is your own future and you value your years of life linearly, and could live arbitrarily but finitely long, and so long under some possibilities that your life expectancy and corresponding expected utility is infinite. Or, you're an expectational total utilitarian, and thinking about the value in distant parts of the universe, or multiverse, with infinite expected value but almost certainly finite. Now, there's an honest and accurate genie, or God or whoever simulating our world or an AI with extremely advanced predictive capabilities, that offers to tell you exactly how, is a formula, will turn out. Talking to them and finding out won't affect, is a formula, or its utility, they'll just tell you what you'll get. The genie will pester you unless you listen or you pay them $50 to go away. Since there's no harm in finding out, and no matter what happens, being an extra $50 poorer is worse, because that $50 could be used for ice cream or bed nets, you conclude it's better to find out. There's an image here, with the caption. Reproduced with permission from Russell and Isaacs, 2021. However, once you do find out, the result is, as you were certain it would be, finite. The genie turns out to be very powerful, too, and feeling generous, offers you the option to metaphorically re-roll the dice. You can trade the outcome of, is a formula, for a new prospect, is a formula, with the same distribution as you had for, is a formula, from before you found out, but statistically independent from the outcome of, is a formula, is a formula, would have been equivalent, because the distributions would have been the same, but, is a formula, now looks better because the outcome of, is a formula, is only finite. But, you'd have to pay the genie $100 for, here's a formula. Still, $100 isn't enough to drop the expected utility into the finite, and this infinite expected utility is much better than the finite utility outcome of, here's a formula. You could refuse, but it's a worthwhile trade to make so you do it. But then you step back and consider what you've just done. If you hadn't found out the value of, here's a formula, you would have stuck with it, since, here's a formula, was better than, here's a formula, $100 ahead of time, here's a formula, was equivalent to a prospect, the prospect, here's a formula, that's certainly better than, here's a formula, $100. You would have traded the outcome of, here's a formula, away for, here's a formula, $100 no matter what the outcome of, here's a formula, would be, even though A was better ahead of time than, here's a formula, $100. It was equivalent to, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, $100 is strictly worse, because it's the same, but $100 poorer no matter what. 
Not only that, if you hadn't found out the value of, here's a formula, you would have no reason to pay for, here's a formula, even, here's a formula, $50 would have been better than, here's a formula, $100. Ahead of time, if you knew what the genie was going to do, but not the value of, here's a formula, ending up with, here's a formula, $100 would be worse than each of, here's a formula, and, here's a formula, $50. Suppose you're back at the start before knowing, here's a formula, and with the genie pestering you to hear how it will turn out. Suppose you also know ahead of time that the genie will offer you, here's a formula, for $100 no matter the outcome of, here's a formula, but you don't yet know how, here's a formula, will turn out. Predicting what you do to respect your own preferences, you reason that if you find out, here's a formula, no matter what it is, you'd pay $100 for, here's a formula. In other words, accepting the genie's offer to find out, here's a formula, actually means ending up with, here's a formula, $100 no matter what. So, really, accepting to find out, here's a formula, from the genie just is, here's a formula, $100. But, here's a formula, $100 is also worse than, here's a formula, $50, you're guaranteed to be $50 poorer than with, here's a formula, $50, which is equivalent to, here's a formula, $50. It would have been better to pay the genie $50 to go away without telling you how, here's a formula, we'll go. So this time, you pay the genie $50 to go away, to avoid finding out true information and making a foreseeably worse decision based on it. And now you're out $50, and definitely worse off than if you could have stuck through with, here's a formula, finding out its value and refusing to pay $100 to switch to, here's a formula, and you had the option to stick with, here's a formula, though the whole sequence and could have, if only you wouldn't trade it away for, here's a formula, at a cost of $100. So, whatever strategy you follow, if constrained within the options I described, you will act irrationally. Specifically, either. 1. With non-zero probability, you will refuse to follow your own preferences when offered, here's a formula, $100 after finding out, here's a formula, which would be irrational then, Gustafsson, 2022, Russell and Isaacs, 2021 argue similarly against resolute choice strategies. Or. 2. You pay the genie $50 at the start, leaving you with a prospect that's certainly worse than one you could have ended up with, that is, here's a formula, without paying, and so irrational. This also looks like paying $50 to not find out, here's a formula. You're forced to act irrationally either way. Heading. Anti-utilitarian theorems. Harshani, 1955 proved that our social, or moral or impersonal, preferences over prospects should be to maximize the expected value of a weighted sum of individual utilities in fixed, population cases, assuming our social preferences and each individual's preferences, or betterness satisfy the standard axioms of expected utility theory and assuming our social preferences satisfy ex ante Pareto. Ex ante Pareto is defined as follows. If between two options, is a formula, and, is a formula, everyone is at least as well off ex ante, that is, is a formula, is at least as good as, is a formula, for each individual, then, is a formula, according to our social preferences. Under these assumptions, according to the theorem, each individual in the fixed population has a utility function, U subscript I, and our social preferences over prospects for each fixed population can be represented by the expected value of a utility function, this function equal to a linear combination of these individual utility functions, here's a formula. In other words, here's a formula, if and only if. Here's a formula. Now, if each individual's utility function in a fixed finite population is bounded, 
then our social welfare function for that population, from Harshani's theorem, would also be bounded. One might expect the combination of total utilitarianism and Harshani's theorem to support expectational total utilitarianism. However, either the axioms themselves, for example the continuity Archimedean axiom, or general versions of independence or the sure thing principle rule out expectational total utilitarianism, or the kinds of arguments used to defend the axioms, Russell and Isaacs, 2021. For example, essentially the same money pump argument, as we just saw, can be made against it. So, in fact, rather than supporting total utilitarianism, the arguments supporting the axioms of Harshani's theorem refute total utilitarianism. Perhaps you're unconvinced by money pump arguments, for example Holstead, 2015, or expected utility theory in general. Harshani's theorem has since been generalized in multiple ways. Recent results, without relying on the independence axiom or sure thing principle at all, effectively obtain expectational utilitarianism in finite population cases or views including it as a special case. And with some further assumptions, expectational total utilitarianism, McCarthy and others, 2020, sections 4.3 and 5 of Thomas, 2022, Gustafsson and others, 2023. They therefore don't depend on support from money pump arguments either. In deterministic finite population cases and similarly constrained principles, arguments based on separability have also been used to support utilitarianism or otherwise additive social welfare functions. For example Theorem 3 of Blackorby and others, 2002 and Section 5 of Thomas, 2022. So, there are independent arguments for utilitarianism. However, recent impossibility results undermine them all, too. Given a pre-order over prospects. 1. Goodsell, 2021 shows stochastic dominance, anteriority and impartiality are jointly inconsistent. This follows from certain St. Petersburg game-like prospects over the population size but constant welfare levels. It also requires an additional weak assumption that most impartial axiologies I've come across satisfy. There's some finite population of equal welfare such that adding two more people with the same welfare is either strictly better or strictly worse. For example, if everyone has a hellish life, adding two more people with equally hellish lives should make things worse. 2. Russell, 2023, Theorem 4, shows stochastic dominance, separability, and compensation are jointly inconsistent. As a corollary, stochastic dominance, separability and impartiality are jointly inconsistent, because impartiality implies compensation. Russell, 2023 has some other impossibility results of interest, but I'll focus on Theorem 4. I will define the remaining conditions here. See the papers for the proofs, which are short but technical. Stochastic dominance is generally considered to be a requirement of instrumental rationality, and it is a combination of two fairly obvious principles, stochastic equivalence and statewise dominance, for example Tarsney, 2020, Russell, 2023. Stochastic equivalence requires us to treat two prospects as equivalent if for each set of outcomes, the two prospects are equally likely to have their outcome in that set, and we call such prospects stochastically equivalent. For example, if I win $10 if a coin lands heads, and lose $10 if it lands tails, that should be equivalent to me to winning $10 on tails and losing $10 on heads, with a perfectly 50 to 50 coin. It shouldn't matter how the probabilities are arranged, as long as each outcome occurs with the same probability. 
Statewise dominance requires us to treat a prospect, is a formula, as at least as good as, is a formula, if, is a formula, is at least as good as, is a formula, with probability 1, and we'd say, is a formula, statewise dominates, is a formula, in that case. It further requires us to treat, is a formula, as strictly better than, is a formula, if on top of being at least as good as, is a formula, with probability 1, A is strictly better than, is a formula, with some positive probability, and in this case, is a formula, strictly statewise dominates, is a formula, informally, is a formula, statewise dominates, is a formula, if, is a formula, is always at least as good as, is a formula, and, is a formula, strictly statewise dominates, is a formula, if on top of that, is a formula, can also be better than, is a formula, if instrumental rationality requires anything at all, it's hard to deny that it requires respecting stochastic equivalence and statewise dominance. And, you respect stochastic dominance if and only if you respect both stochastic equivalence and statewise dominance, assuming transitivity. We'll say, is a formula, stochastically dominates, is a formula, if there are prospects, is a formula, and, is a formula, to which, is a formula, and, is a formula, are respectively stochastically equivalent and such that, is a formula, statewise dominates, is a formula, we can in general take, is a formula, or, is a formula, but not both, and, is a formula, strictly stochastically dominates, is a formula, if there are such, is a formula, and, is a formula, such that, is a formula, strictly statewise dominates, is a formula. Impartiality can be stated in multiple equivalent ways for outcomes, deterministic cases, in finite populations. 1. Only the distribution of welfares, the number of individuals at each welfare level, or lifetime welfare profiles, matter in a population matter, not who realizes them or where or when they are realized, or 2. We can replace in an individual in any outcome with another individual at the same welfare level, or lifetime welfare profile, and the two outcomes will be equivalent. Compensation is roughly the principle that we can always compensate somehow for making things worse nearby, by making things sufficiently better far away, and vice versa, Russell, 2023. It is satisfied pretty generally by theories that are impartial in deterministic finite cases, including total utilitarianism, average utilitarianism, variable value theories, prioritarianism, critical level utilitarianism, egalitarianism and even person-affecting versions of any of these views. In particular, theoretically, moving everyone to nearby or moving everyone to far away without changing their welfare level suffices. Anteriority is a weaker version of ex ante Pareto. Our social preferences are indifferent between two options whenever each individual is indifferent. The version Goodsell, 2021 uses, however, is stronger than typical statements of anteriority and requires its application across different number cases. Quote. If each possible person is equally likely to exist in either of two prospects, and for each welfare level, each person is, conditional on their existence, equally likely to have a life at least that good on either prospect then those prospects are equally good overall. End quote. This version is satisfied by expectational total utilitarianism, at least when the sizes of the populations in the prospects being compared are bounded by some finite number. Separability is roughly the condition that parts of the world unaffected in a choice between two prospects can be ignored for ranking those prospects. What's better or permissible shouldn't depend on how things went or go for those unaffected by the decision. Or, following Russell, 2023, what we should do that only affects what's happening nearby, in time and space, shouldn't depend on what's happening far away. 
in particular, in support of separability and initially raised against average utilitarianism, there's the Egyptology objection. The study of ancient Egypt and the welfare of ancient Egyptians cannot be relevant to our decision whether to have children. Parfit 1984, page 420. Separability can be defined as follows. For all prospects, is a formula, is a formula, and, is a formula, concerning outcomes for entirely separate things from both, is a formula, and, is a formula, is a formula, if and only if, is a formula, where, is a formula, means combining or concatenating the prospects. For example, is a formula, could be the welfare of ancient Egyptians, while, is a formula, and, is a formula, are the welfare of people today. The two may not be statistically independent, but they are separate, concerning disjoint sets of people and welfare levels. Average utilitarianism. Many variable value theories and versions of egalitarianism are incompatible with separability. Separability is closely related to anteriority and ex ante pareto. Of course, Harshani's theorem establishes separability based on ex ante pareto, or anteriority, and axioms of expected utility theory in fixed finite population cases but we don't need all of expected utility theory. Separability, or at least in a subset of cases, follows from anteriority, or ex ante pareto, and some other modest assumptions, for example section 4.3 in Thomas, 2022. On the other hand, a pre-order satisfying separability, and in one-person cases, anteriority or ex ante pareto, will also satisfy anteriority or ex ante pareto, respectively, in fixed finite population cases. So, based on the two theorems, if we assume stochastic dominance and impartiality, then we can't have anteriority, unless it's not worse to add more people to hell, or separability. Anteriority and separability are principles used to support utilitarianism, or at least natural generalizations of them defensible by essentially the same arguments. This substantially undermines all arguments for utilitarianism based on these principles. And my impression is that there aren't really any other good arguments for utilitarianism, but I welcome readers to point any out. Heading. Summary so far. To summarize the arguments so far, given some basic assumptions. 1. Unbounded utility functions and expectational total utilitarianism in particular are irrational, because of essentially the same arguments as those used to support expected utility theory in the first place, including money pumps. 2. All plausible views either give up an even more basic requirement of rationality, stochastic dominance, or one of two other principles, or natural extensions that can be motivated the same way, used to defend utilitarianism, that is impartiality or anteriority. 3. All plausible views either give up stochastic dominance, or one of two other principles, or natural extensions that can be motivated the same way, used to defend utilitarianism, that is compensation, and so impartiality, or separability. 4. Together, it seems like the major arguments for utilitarianism in the first place actually undermine utilitarianism. Heading. Defenses. Things look pretty bad for unbounded utility functions and utilitarianism. However, there are multiple responses someone might give in order to defend them. First, one might claim the generalizations of axioms of expected utility theory especially independence or the sure thing principle or even separability, as well money pumps and Dutch books in general, should count only for prospects over finitely many possible outcomes, given other problems and paradoxes with infinities for decision theory, even expected utility theory with bounded utilities, as discussed in Arsenius and others, 2004, Peterson, 2016 and Bales, 2021. 
Expected utility theory with unbounded utilities is consistent with these finitary versions, and some extensions of finitary expected utility theory are also consistent with stochastic dominance applied over all prospects, including those with infinitely many possible outcomes, Goodsell, 2023. See also earlier extensions of finitary expected utility to satisfy statewise dominance in Colivan, 2006, Colivan, 2008, which can be further extended to satisfy stochastic dominance. Stochastic dominance, compensation, and the finitary version of separability are also jointly consistent, Russell, 2023. However, I find this argument unpersuasive. 1. Plausible and rational decision theories can accommodate infinitely many outcomes, for example with bounded utility functions. Not all uses of infinities are problematic for decision theory in general, so the argument from other problems with infinities doesn't tell us much about these problems. Measure theory and probability theory work fine with these kinds of infinities. The argument proves too much. 2. It's reasonable to consider prospects with infinitely many possible outcomes in practice, for example for the lifetime of our universe, for sizes of the multiverse, the possibility of continuous space-time, for the number of moral patients in our multiverse, Russell, 2023 and it's plausible that all of our prospects have infinitely many possible outcomes, so our decision theory should handle them well. One might claim that we can uniformly bound the number of possible outcomes by a finite number across all prospects. But consider the maximum number across all prospects, and a maximally valuable, or maximally disvaluable, but finite value outcome. We should be able to consider another outcome not among the set. Add a bit more consciousness in a few places, or another universe in the multiverse, or extend the time that can support consciousness a little. So, the space of possibilities is infinite, and it's reasonable to consider prospects with infinitely many possible outcomes. 3. It's plausible that if we have an unbounded utility function, or similarly unbounded preferences, we are epistemically required to treat all of our prospects as involving St. Petersburg game-like subdistributions because we can't justify ruling them out with certainty, see also Cromwell's rule, Wikipedia. It would be objectionably dogmatic to rule them out. 4. This doesn't prevent irrational behavior in theory. If we refuse to rank St. Petersburg-like prospects as strictly preferable to each of their outcomes, we give up state-wise, and stochastic, dominance or transitivity, each of which is irrational. If we don't, for example following Goodsell, 2023, the same arguments that support the finite versions of independence and the sure thing principle, and demonstrate the irrationality of their violation can be made against the countable versions, for example Russell and Isaacs, 2021, the money pump argument earlier. And the Egyptology objection for separability generalizes, too, for example Russell, 2023. If those arguments don't have, much, force in the general case, then they shouldn't have, much, force in the finitary case because the argument is the same. A second response is to just bite the bullet and accept apparently irrational behavior in some, at least hypothetical, circumstances, or deny that it is in fact irrational at all. However, this, too, weakens the strongest arguments for expected utility maximization. The hypothetical situations where irrational decisions would be forced could be unrealistic or very improbable, and so seemingly irrational behavior in them doesn't matter, or matters less. The money pump I consider doesn't seem very realistic, and it's hard to imagine very realistic versions. Finding out the actual value, or a finite upper bound on it, of a prospect with infinite expected utility conditional on finite actual utility would realistically require an 
unbounded amount of time and space to even represent. Furthermore, for utility functions that scale relatively continuously with events over space and time, with unbounded time, many of the events contributing utility will have happened, and events that have already happened can't be traded away. That being said, I expect this last issue to be addressable in principle by just subtracting from B. $100 the value in A already accumulated in the time it took to estimate the actual value of A, assuming this can be done without all of A's value having already been accumulated. Then, other considerations, like separability, can outweigh them. However, if expectational total utilitarianism is still plausible despite irrational behavior in unrealistic, or very improbable situations, then it seems irrational behavior in unrealistic or very improbable situations shouldn't count decisively against other theories or other normative intuitions. So, we open up the possibility decision theories other than expected utility theory. Furthermore, the line for unrealistic or very improbable seems subjective, and if we draw a line to make an exception for utilitarianism, there doesn't seem to be much reason why we shouldn't draw more permissive lines to make more exceptions. Indeed, I don't think instrumental rationality or avoiding money pumps in all hypothetical cases are normatively required, and I weigh them with my other normative intuitions, for example epistemic rationality or justifiability, for example Chunfield, 2012 on imprecise credences. I'd of course prefer to be money pumped or violate stochastic dominance less. However, a more general perspective is that foreseeably doing worse by your own lights is regrettable but regrettable only to the extent of your actual losses from it. There are often more important things to worry about than such losses, like situations of asymmetric information, or just doing better by the lights of your other intuitions. Furthermore, having to abandon another principle or reason you find plausible, or otherwise change your views just to be instrumentally rational can be seen as another way of foreseeably doing worse by your own lights. I'd rather hypothetically lose than definitely lose. A final response is of course to just give up or weaken one or more of the principles used to support utilitarianism. We could approximate expectational total utilitarianism with bounded utility functions, or just use stochastic dominance over total utility, Tarsney, 2020, even agreeing in all deterministic finite population cases, and possibly, approximately, satisfying these principles in general. We might claim that moral axiology should only be concerned with betterness per se and deterministic cases. On the other hand, risk and uncertainty are the domains of decision theory, instrumental rationality and practical deliberation, just aimed at ensuring we act consistently with our understanding of betterness. What you have most reason to do is whatever maximizes actual total welfare, regardless of your beliefs about what would achieve this. It's not a matter of rationality that what you should do shouldn't depend on things unaffected by your decisions even in uncertain cases, or that we should aim to maximize each individual's expected utility. Nor are these matters of axiology, if axiology is only concerned with deterministic cases. So, separability and Pareto only need to apply in deterministic cases, and we have results that support total utilitarianism in finite deterministic cases based on them like Theorem 3 of Blackorby and others, 2002 and Section 5 of Thomas, 2022. That the deterministic and finitary prospect versions of these principles are jointly consistent and support, extensions of, expectational total, utilitarianism could mean arguments defending these principles provide some support for the view, just less than if the full principles were jointly satisfiable. Other views will tend to violate restricted or weaker versions or do so in worse ways. For example not just failing to preserve strict inequalities in separability but actually reversing them. 
Beckstead and Thomas, 2023, footnote 19, point to the particular dramatic violations of separability to which timidity leads. If we find the arguments for the principles intuitively compelling, then it's better, all else equal, for our views to be more consistent with them than otherwise, that is satisfy weaker or restricted versions, even if not perfectly consistent with the general principles. Other views could still just be worse. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, and don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Heading. Acknowledgements. Thanks to Jeffrey Sanford Russell for substantial feedback on a late draft, as well as Justice Mills and Hayden Wilkinson for helpful feedback on an earlier draft. All errors are my own. This article was narrated by Type 3 Audio for the Effective Altruism Forum. It was first published on October 7, 2023. The original text contained 19 footnotes which were omitted from the narration. To report an issue or give feedback on this narration, go to t3a.is.